hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm on your host, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera, who has a friend with him. Andre, say hi. Hi, and Meowie's here too. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, Meowie's a very cute cat. Although, I mean, most of my exposure to Meowie is hearing you react to things in the background going on. She's very naughty. She's a very naughty girl. But yeah, um, how are you? I'm pretty good, you know. Uh, excited to talk about this episode. We're talking about Psych, Season 5, Episode 4, Chivalry Isn't Dead. Sorry, Chivalry Is Not Dead, but Someone Is. Um, an episode that I mentioned at the end of last week, so last episode, mm-hmm. that I liked, and even though the IMDb rating wasn't very high. Um, and I, personally, we'll talk about it. I think I'm still right. But anyway, um, it's an episode about dating older women. Now, uh... It's funny that, I, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's, it is and isn't. Um, but yeah, this episode has uh, guest stars, a close personal friend of yours, John Michael Higgins, I believe we mentioned once. I don't think we went into it, but you knew you met the man. He's a nice man. He's a nice man who wrote a college um, recommendation letter for me. Did you end up getting into the college he wrote that for or no? I did. I didn't go because it's too expensive. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. It was USC. Start- I didn't oh. get it. I mean, I got in, but I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I I was going to apply to USC. Uh, I was halfway through my application. But then I remember, because basically my top three schools were NYU number one, Emerson number two, and USC number three. Just because I really didn't want to leave the East Coast if I didn't have to. Well, but I wanted to go grad school. school. Fair. My, but I, uh, I wanted to, uh, basically those are the schools that had like TV writing programs. And mm-hmm. I was halfway through my USC application. But then I remembered like, wait. I already got into early admission to Emerson. Why would I apply to my third school? I already got into my second one. Um, yeah, yeah, fair. And then uh, I ended up getting into my first school anyway. So Emerson, you could suck it. I didn't want to go there anyway. Um, anyway. Where is Emerson? It's in Boston. It's in uh, like an older district of Boston near the Boylston Street area. Um, it's, a, it's a nice okay. campus, but whereas NYU is like a gigantic like sprawling campus all throughout the city, mostly around Washington Square Park. Emerson is like four buildings. No disrespect, but it is. Okay. Well, I'll do the thing I usually do, which mm-hmm. is I'll ask you, what's your experience with dating older women? Um, great question. Never done it. Never, never, never been into cougars. The only cougars I've ever seen have been at the, uh, the Bronx Zoo. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I have two stories. Um, one, it's not that much of a cougarish story, but when I was like 28, I went on a date with a girl that was 36, That's and she was weird. very aggressive. However, mm. the second story is way better. Um, I was at a local bar called Verdugo Bar. It's uh, it's not far from here. It's a bar that we'd go to. like. Don't dox yourself. Long. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Um, and so I went there one night with like a group of like 15 of my friends. Mm-hmm. And we're there, and I, get, I start getting chatted up by like a lady in her like late 40s. No, like maybe mid forties. Good looking, striking, very good looking. Obviously, I was giving her the time of day. I was single at the time, mm-hmm. and so she's saying about how she lives really close to here and all this shit. And then all of a sudden, literally, this guy who looks like um, not Richard. Wait, is it Richard Attenborough, the one from Jurassic Park? Yes. Yeah, he like this guy just pulls up out of nowhere, and he's like, "Oh, I see you've met my wife." I'm like, "Oh, okay, interesting." And um, so he basically proceeds to say that he would like for me to go home with them and mm-hmm. for me to basically 
you know, take his wife to town while he just watched. Wait, 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 wait. We've been doing this yes. podcast for like three and a half years I never years told now. you that story? If, and you have an actual story of being offered to be in a cuckold and you've never mentioned it? We've, yeah. We've used the word cuck like 17,000 times and it's never come up that someone propositioned you to cuckold them? Well, this is like the first time that it's... That would be like if we did the monk pod and I was trying to be a monk and I never brought it up. What the fuck? What do you mean? Yeah, that happened when I was like... You were almost... You almost were involved in cucking someone. Well, the funny thing was that I politely declined and Mm -hmm. my friend proceeded to pick up the the pieces and he went home with them. He did? Whatever happened. Yeah, he did. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, I, you probably made the smart move because you never know when, like, the guy gets too jealous and, like, you know, he's, you know. Or if he wants to get involved. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's it's a, wow, that's crazy. Um, I hope yeah. that they're still, so. I hope they're still doing well. Anyway, we start off at a fancy party. We got two. Now. Yeah, probably. We got two, like, you know, uh, fancy guys going to a bar. Uh, they're talking about beautiful women on their fancy arms. younger guys. Yes, younger guys. And they're getting uh, drinks for the two older women. One of them, Jillian, played by Jean Smart. Um, you know, I mean, currently I'm wearing a Smart Jean, but Jean Smart is in this episode. Um, I'm just describing the pair of jeans I'm wearing as Smart. It was a dumb joke. Um, okay, and her like friend, smart, like in the British sense. Yeah, like oh, Smart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a bad yeah. joke, but I, I went for it. Um, but yeah, they're dating them. It's you know, so it's interesting. They're older women. And uh, yeah, it's a double date. Yeah, and uh, the one guy Lance starts coughing a little bit after an old lady starts coughing, and I think he's joking, doing a bit, but he falls over the side of uh, a railing. Yeah, he falls over the balcony and to his death. And so, yeah, at first he seemed like kind of nervous. Um, yeah. I noticed that it doesn't mean anything, like in the end, but mm-hmm. yeah, so he dies, and obviously the police are there um, mm-hmm. shortly after, and. You know, Lassie and Jules are, like, taking, like, stock of what's going on, but Sean and Gus get there, and is this going to keep going still, five seasons in, like, where Lassie's just, like, get these guys out of here, like... Yeah, he often liked it, because they steal his thunder. Yeah, but it's, like, get used to it already, like, at this point. Um, so, yeah, Gus tells them that they need this case, so, like, not to be a fucking, uh, don't, like, overindulge, like, yeah. just, you know... Focus on what's what's at hand. And, of course, I said Lassie's being a dick, and he has mm-hmm. McNabb escort them out. But, you know, Sean takes a quick glance, and he clearly knows what happened. And on the way out, he notices – or he points out that uh, Lance has no ankle or wrist fractures, meaning he didn't try to brace his fall anyway. So Now, I will say, that, that there are sometimes you? where Sean picks up on a clue where I'm like – any homicide police officer would notice that. You know what I mean? Like, the way his body split out, he obviously didn't just fall. Like, come on. Right. Um, but I do love the What's joke the- that if he just slipped, they're looking for a banana peel or a roller skate or a bar of soap. Yeah, correct. You ever see that vine of the kid who tests out if a, you can actually slip on a banana peel and he does? No, I didn't. It's it's This is like, well, this is the sound of it. It is just like exactly what it is. Hi, I'm just going to see if it works. If you step on a banana peel, you fall. <laughs> Because it immediately cuts him slipping and falling. <laughs> it's pretty great. Oh, uh, hold on. I'm looking at it real quick. Yeah. Um, I'll let you watch that. Six seconds long. Oh, yeah. He, like... <laughs> yeah, he eats it. it. <laughs> but yeah, the best, the cut is what really does it. It's, it's immediate. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, 
uh, Lassie and Jules need to talk to the people, and Lassie gives Jules the option of, do you want to talk to the creepy old ladies or the Ken dolls? If she chooses the Ken dolls, because, um, you know, she's just Ken. Anywhere else you'd be a 10, you know. I was um, waiting for that, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It's it's so topical. Um, yeah. But anyway, we cut to the police station, and Vic is letting him know that, according to the tox, that they're still waiting on the tox report, but it looks like he was dead before he hit the ground. I love... Sh- Honestly, almost nothing in the world is funnier to me than when someone says blank is not a science, and it is. When Sean says, Blast, it's okay. Toxicology is not a science. It is a science. Science of toxins. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's a show, but like, toxicology reports are very known. So, come on. No, Sean's being joking. I don't think Sean's being serious. I think he's being, uh, you know. Oh, I thought he was being serious. I, 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 always think, think, he's I think he's like half being an idiot. I think like he's like, you know, just being stupid for the sake of making fun of Lassie. I, that's, the, that's the vibe I got, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but anyway, who was the woman who was with uh, Lance on his fateful night? Uh, it's a woman named Jillian Tucker. Uh, that's Jean Smart, uh, mm-hmm. formerly Jillian Vanderholt. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Lassie's not surprised because she had a husband she was with mm-hmm. who died under mysterious circumstances. So he already thinks that she's essentially like a Black Widow character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Although it's and unclear, you don't, you don't mean you don't mean Natasha Romanoff. Sorry. Correct, and it's unclear like how long um, how long they were married for. At this moment yeah. in time, I mean, yeah, I th- it doesn't actually. I, I assume it was for a decently a long enough time, um, but uh, Henry appears in the corner of the room, uh, and he's his idea is to let them work separately together, basically as competition. And Sean says he's not afraid of competition as long as it doesn't involve people trying to best each other. Um, but yeah, right. And so we cut um, to uh, Lassie and Jules going into uh, Lance's apartment, and they're having a discussion, which is a fair discussion of. Why is it okay for an wealthy older man to date a younger woman, but not vice versa, you know? And Essie's response is the actual response, which I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know this is not too real, but just an actual point I like to make, is, like, if there's, like, so many things that people have a problem with in, like, the world of sexuality and or gender are just, their reaction just, ew, but then they come up with an ideology to explain why it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, that's really, people are just like, ew, and they make out, like, I feel like that's all the stuff with, you know, homophobia, it's just ew, transphobia is just ew, and they want to make up a whole ideology to explain why their thoughts are more complex than just ew. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I'm on uh, Juliet's wavelength. Um, I think it's gross either way, uh, personally. Not gross, yes. but like, it's... I mean, I'll say this, I think it depends, my whole thing with age gaps is, the only number that matters to me, really, is the, is not the gap, it's the age of the set of the younger person like if a person's like i think feel like once someone's like 25 they could date however old the person they want you know what i mean like if a 25 year old decides to start dating a 70 year old go with god if like a 19 year old's dating like a 40 year old that's fucked up because come on like that's like we're, we're, we all we all know that a 19 year old is you know what i mean it's i think that that's where i kind of a bit iffy right um i'll say this i think the one i've been like uh not freaked out by but like i was like oh my god like what the most recently was actually Holland Taylor and Sarah Paulson. Yes. That's weird. It is weird. I mean, it's, I won't say it's weird. I'll just say it, it's. No, it's not. Know, I'll say it's, I, I, I mean, weird as in a non-value judgment. It just is. It's, it's odd. Um, I was thinking about, um, I saw there was a, someone did a tweet about, uh, Catherine McPhee and her husband, David Foster, who's like 78. Um, you know, cause apparently they're oh. like, 
they did something prop they one of them said something problematic and then i made a joke in a group chat about him the coming dust um but you know there still are some problems but once again she was like 32 when they started dating so like you can do it if you want to you know if if you want to change your husband's diaper when you're still in your 40s that's your prerogative you know what i mean isn't she also like kind of like a homewrecker i don't know maybe but since you know i'm a big fan of greta gerwigs i really can't judge homewreckers i have to in order to be consistent oh did she wreck who's i mean noah bombach was Still married to Jennifer Jason Lee when they started fucking, you know, it's it's not great. I see. Oh yeah, no. So uh, McPhee had married this guy Nick Cocos, and mm-hmm. she publicly kissed her married director Michael Morris. Okay, so this um, is a separate thing. So she pulled the Kristen Stewart with Rupert Sanders, is what she did. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, he he was married to Mary McCormack from the other USA show. Um, in plain sight, of it? course. Yes, in plain correct. sight. And yeah. she also, of course, was on The West Wing for a bit. Um, and her brother is Will McCormack. Uh, yes, and her sister is a, I want to say a state judge in Wisconsin. Don't ask. I only know Michigan. this because they, I only know this because the West Wing cast Michigan. A reunion, Michigan, to elect her. And I thought that was a weird use of resources of famous actors. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, so, uh, anyway, um, Sean and Gus are already in the apartment, and Sean is upside down on one of those, like, pull-up, push-up things. I don't even know what. By the I, way, I, randomly, McPhee has donated to Republican, Republican yeah. ca- political candidates, including Donald Trump. Had no that's idea. That's what it was. Yeah, that's that's what it was. That she's yeah, she's a uh, mega. How and crazy also, you know, who's a, you know who was a freak too? Randomly, uh, which I remembered just recently, Samara Armstrong. Who Samara Armstrong? Who's that? She was the girl on like uh, the OC. So Samara Armstrong. No, oh yeah, I mean, honestly, I think this is my. I don't think she was still famous by the time I started paying attention to pop culture. <laughs> she was also anti-vax. Um, give me one second. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna while he's gone, I'm gonna say because I don't feel like cutting this out that um, how crazy would it be? And this actually might be true if Taylor Hicks turns out mm-hmm. to have better political views than Catherine McPhee. Who would have possibly guessed that back in like 2006? Um, let me, let me look what Taylor Hicks is up to. Um. Taylor Hicks is the guy from American Idol? It's the guy who beat Catherine McPhee in the finals of American Idol. That's, I hope he's well. And that's why I, uh, so I was joking, saying that what if he's, like, has better political views than her? Because <laughs> he, you know, was like yeah. a country singer with gray hair at, at like, 20. Uh, anyway, um, so Sean's trying to get in the headspace of Lance. He rented American Gigolo, um, and he sees Great movie. That, I actually never seen it. Um, I know, Good. I know. And, uh, and so he notes that he sees a, um, book that he has with a bunch of notes in it called Killing with Class by, and it has an inscription in it. This is to Lance, one of my most artful and gentlemanly students. Yeah. This is some very Fonsworth Bentley kind of, uh, mm-hmm. situation. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched From G's to Gents. No. But I'm looking at Fonsworth Bentley. His, he was the guy in like he was like with Outcast, like he was uh like yeah. Oh, he's he he has the verse on uh the new workout plan by Kanye West. B e n t l e y. Yeah, that one, yes, that guy. Yes. yes. I, also, his real name is Derek Watkins. You're not okay. How about this? I don't think you should be allowed to have a stage name that is like cool, like that is like fake cool. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like. If your name's Derek Watkins, you don't get to be like, I'm going to decide my name's Fonsworth Bentley. Get the hell out of here. 
Like, I understand if you, you know, I don't know. Fawnsworth. It was funny. It was like about like a bunch of like thugs, basically. Like, I think I even think that what's it called was on it. Um, what's that like really trashy white rapper with the cornrows? Let me see. Does it, uh, Riff Raff? Yeah, him. I think he was on it. This is how you know that From G's to Gents was not a successful show. The Wikipedia page is only two paragraphs long and does not list the people on it. <laughs> he was on it. Yeah, he was on it though. Oh, wow. You know what his whole plan is to blow up and act like he don't know nobody. Um, uh, was, is that like a reference? He, that was a very fa- famous TikTok. Not TikTok, Vine he had. We're going back to Vine. But my whole plan is to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. Anyway. Um, oh, and see, that almost sounds like I'm being offensive, but keep in mind, he is a white guy. <laughs> yes, um, correct. So, yeah, they go to... It's Clive Prescott who wrote it. Um, and so they showed it, Clive Prescott's like ha- home abode. And he's giving a speech about being a gentleman. And uh, Sean and Gus show up, and he basically starts mocking them after he introduced himself as Sean Spencer and his partner, Chaz Bono. And, um, you know, Gus lazy. He's a pharmaceutical salesman, which is not sexy. Did we ever get to th- how we got into the episode where Gus says, pharmaceutical sales can be sexy, Sean? Uh, probably. It sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah. So, but what's this Clive's guy's whole deal? Uh, he, yeah, he's basically teaching a class on how to, like, woo, um, I don't, is it, like, strictly older women, or is it just, like, upper just class, women. aristocratic, yeah, yeah, women in general, um, obviously, it seems to be, like, in Santa Barbara, it more applies to the older crowd, let's just say, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, you know, Clive gives off a very confident vibe, um, you know, clashing with Sean, they're both very, like, alpha male in that sense, um, but obviously with a little bit of decorum. Um, so it looks like Sean has probably met his match in some way. And, you know, Clive asked him, like, when's the last time he was in a relationship with somebody? And Sean's like, what's your definition of relationship? And he proceeds to say what it is. And he says that that's the web. He just says Webster, which we know is the definition. It's like the dictionary. And Sean has a funny line where he says, I sincerely doubt that Emmanuel Lewis would be the best, uh, the best person to ask about relationships or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's in my opinion, that's the perfect psych joke. Like, the, you know, just complete deadpan, you know. I mean, honestly, almost any Sean line that is, I can't, I don't know what insert pop culture thing would get, in, I always like. But uh, he asked him a personal question of, uh, have you ever been tested for idiocy? Which I like that that's something you can be tested for. Um, and, uh, but they're here to talk about death of a student. And then we cut to the last jewels who are waiting for Julian to show up. Not of a salesman. What? Not of a salesman. Oh, right, yes. Anyway, um, they're waiting for Jillian to show up. Yeah, so um, she eventually does show up. um, Mm -hmm. And Juliet is, like, disturbed by Lassie's behavior. But, uh, you know, like you said, Jillian shows up. She's got some sass. She's dressed up. You know, she's in a dress. Um, She's got her makeup. She's going to finish her makeup while they're talking. And Lassie, you know, kind of overplays his hand, or he thinks yes. that, like, she's flirting with him, and she's mm-hmm. obviously not interested in and him. And they recreate the shot from The Graduate. Um, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, neither have I, but that's, like, the most famous shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, now, we did skip over a line I love, which is when uh, Lassie goes through his theory of the case, where, like, he killed her, and had got a little boy toy to figure out her secret, and she realized the killing feels good. And I, I just love Maggie Lawson's delivery of, you disturb me. 
and your theory on this murder disturbs me. And you disturb me. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, but yeah. there. But she's, you know, not, it doesn't have any time of day. She says that she's running late for a meeting. But when they go outside, she's putting on her makeup. She's primping. You know, she's yeah. not going on, she's going on a date. Yeah, Juliet gives Lassie the skinny, basically saying that she's not going on a business meeting, which is what she said she was late for in the interrogation room, or just in the conference, like uh, conference room. Um, so you know, clearly there's another young bachelor that's uh, in harm's way right now. Exactly. So um, they decide they're going to tail her, and then we cut to Sean and Goss who are talking to Clive, asking about Lance. And, you know, he says, can you tell us about Lance? And can I? Uh, you know, I just, there's classic, I don't know, let's just talk. John Michael Higgins is, he is the TV equivalent of when you see, like, a great character actor in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he always yeah. delivers. Like, yeah. I mean, my favorite John Michael Higgins role is probably in Arrested Development, Wayne Jarvis. You know that character? I don't recall him. I don't recall. He's he's the first lawyer they go to before Barry Zuckercorn, where he's the one who he's completely professional. And like he like anytime there's any bits, he's like, I do not I do not do jokes, I'm completely professional. <laughs> Wait, Barry Zuckercorn was He's Henry Winkler, sorry. But he's also the dentist guy, right? Who's the father of the two kids? No, that's you're thinking of him in Parks and Rec where he's uh Mr. Saperstein. Oh yeah, okay. Gotcha. His character doesn't have a first name, but he's the father of Mona Lisa and John Ralphio Saperstein. But yeah, you're okay, right. two characters. But he's um, also um what's it called? Um wait, when Arthur did they Fons get the lawyer Rally. on arrested development? He has the same birthday as me, by the way. Um when do they also have like uh Bob when is Bob Blah Blah? Bob Blah Blah? Sorry, Bob Blah yeah. Blah? You mean Bob? Yeah. One of my favorite things is uh, when there's a headline about like a thing he files. It's Bob blah blah lobs blah bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. He was great. Show. I mean, too bad he's a fucking shithead. Yeah, talking. Want to talk about people? He had bad political views before it was popular. Um. Anyway, um. So he basically Clive is kind of giving off a different signal than he did previously, where. He said that he was, you know, hadn't mastered the art of manners, even though he put in the book that he was an artful student. Yeah, he was an artful student. But, um, you know, he, according to Clive, he was not as good at the art of, you know, whatever they do as much mm -hmm. as he thought he was. Mm -hmm. And so Cl Clive has some sort of like angry hostility, but he keeps it like very chill. So it's not like, mm -hmm. you know, they, they point out like you sound angry and he's like, no, you turn anger into ire or some shit or something like that yeah I'm not, I, so i'm an, a, a gentleman turns his anger and i in, into ire into insight i think is what it is yeah yeah so he's he writes sean a letter uh or maybe is it just sean yeah i think it's just sean yes he writes a letter wishing them luck on the investigation and so clearly he's fucking around with them in some way and sean is not happy about that mm, exactly um and so we, uh, he, I mean, the, I just love the idea of him writing the letter. Maybe that's just a gag for me, but I just love the fact you see him doing something the whole time and he's writing the thank you note that he's going to yeah. give at the end of the conversation. It's such a funny yeah. bit to me. Um, it is. Anyway, so, uh, Lassie and Jules are staking out Ju um, Jillian and uh, Gus and a stranger come in. Who's, who's with Gus? Um... Cuts is there with uh, Soup Can Sam. Soup Can Sam. <laughs> There's, yeah, I love that. There's no reason for this bit. It doesn't. He drops it immediately. <laughs> yeah, and it was a really bad. Yeah, it, 
correct. And it's like a really bad beard. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, he's the only one in costume. The cops are like in the car. Can I tell you cop- something that might that may or may not excite you? This is not the last we see of Can Sam. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I, was like, I think we only see it once more, and it's like two seasons from now. <laughs> it comes back in a way that I'm like, who remembered this bit? I mean, I did, but um, anyway. Or maybe not. It might be less. Satch- Satch- Satchel, Satchel Gizmo and Soup Can Sam. Damn it, why the hell did you look this up? Why, why are you spoiling the I show for me? Um, anyway, so they, they what Sean Gus realizes is that they have two different suspects. Um, that uh, we see Clive come to uh, kiss us around the hand. And, you know, so they're basically saying, we think it's Clive, they think it's Jillian. Um, we cut back to uh, Lassie and uh, Jules interviewing the bartender um, about the fact the drink was poisoned. And he said that he ordered something very classy. And uh, Lassie guesses a sea breeze, and he gets shot down. And the thing is, well, I'm with Lassie here. A sea breeze is a great cocktail. Um, I prefer it's a, a great Bay cocktail, breeze. but it's not a fancy drink. No, it's not. What do you, what do you prefer, a sea breeze or a Bay breeze? I don't know the difference. I'm guessing one uh, of them is with vodka and one of them is with like. Rum. No, they're both a vodka. A sea breeze is with um, grape. Sorry, a sea breeze is with grapefruit juice. A bay breeze is with pineapple juice. Oh, I'm allergic to pineapple, so I would go with the sea breeze. Hey, you and uh, you and my older brother, you're both allergic to pineapple. He's not. He's like a, like a little bit allergic in that like it won't like. But he does. It yeah, same, him. same, same. Yeah, it gave it gives him like digestive issues and uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I love. Yeah, I love. I used to be like, I used to be severely allergic to it. I'm Mm -hmm. like less so now, but like because I have that, the taste of it immediately turns me off. No, no, I'm not saying you should. It's a a, a bay breeze is not worth powering through a pineapple allergy. Um, But also, I mean, anything that is fruit juices and vodka, I'm really like, you got me there. Yeah, what do you want from me? You know what I mean? I grew up in Florida, baby. Can't take the man out of Florida, but anyway. But it's a gabardine hightail is the drink, and Julian brought her own scotch to put behind the bar, which is a thing that they say is classy, but if I was a bartender and someone did that, I would tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, technically um, so speaking, you are just saving the business money, but that's not going to my paycheck. Correct. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's weird. Unless it's like, um, what is it? Whiskey? It's a scotch? It's a scotch, yeah. Unless it's really that fucking good, then you know. Yeah, Same but also here. this that establishment looks like a place that would have really fucking good whiskey. Uh, I mean, scotch already, you know. Yeah, and also like, if you have a good scotch, why would you mix it up with a bunch of other shit? Like, uh, you that just have that thing, shit on its own. That is the thing that I was once yelled at about. So yes, um, you asked yeah. for like a fancy scotch with like a mixed drink. No, it was what actually what it was. I wasn't actually yelled about it because I was at when I was working for a liquor distributor. We went to their Christmas party. And all of the liquor was the good stuff that they sold. And I got a, it was late in the night and I was kind of just feel like drinking. Cause you know, I was temp and it's like, I'm getting free booze. Um, and mm-hmm. I got a, uh, whiskey and ginger ale. And the guy was, he, the guy was kind of like ribbing me like, you know, I know this is the only stuff we have, but normally I get mad at you for using this as in a mixer. <laughs> um, cause it was, uh, what was it? Um, Bushmills whiskey was the, which is, you know, which was is not that good. I was, it was like the good. It was like the high level stuff. It was, it was definitely too expensive to be mixing with, uh, with ginger ale. Um, yeah, fair enough. Actually, you know what? It might have been because my company did both Bushmills and proper twelve whiskey. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, shouts to that. I hope they're doing well. Um, 
Anyway. I don't. Um, fuck Conor McGregor. No, no, sorry. I mean the company in general, not Conor McGregor. Although the, I did only, I didn't make much money and the temp contract ended after like seven months. So like I really don't have a ton of... Too much allegiance to them. Yeah. Although they're the reason I have my Cholula Yeti because they're owned by the same company as Cholula at the time. And that might be my most prized possession. So I do thank them for that. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that, so... No, give me... Hold on, let me see if I can find it. The Yeti. Oh, that's sick. Okay. It is sick. Yeah. Attaboy. Uh, yeah. Because uh, what we actually... Our office was right next to the Cholula office, and every Friday, they would buy lunch. And most of the time... Mm-hmm. It was occasionally Italian, but most of the time, it was something that you could put Cholula on. And they had, you know, like those pump things you get at baseball stadiums with uh, ketchup? They had every flavor of Cholula with those pump things. You just put How on many flavors of Cholula are there? Five, I think. There are at least five there. It's like no, a Chipotle. There was Chipotle, there was the Verde one, and there was Chipotle. It was three. It was regular Chipotle and uh, Verde. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I mostly use the regular. The Chipotle is a little too smoky, and the Verde, I'm just not a huge fan of Salsa Verde as compared to regular Salsa. Um, so, anyway. I'm shocked. Uh, it's like a lot more like, uh, you know. Uh, bit, uh, not bitter, but like sour or kind of like tangy. I don't know. Tangy? I mean, the thing about the thing about me and foods I don't like is, and this is the thing that uh, I think we talked about this on the Monk Pod, but um, there's a, a lot of research suggests that OCD is related to food texture, and so basically, there's almost no flavor of things I don't like. It's anything I don't like is because I don't like the texture of it, basically. So, and generally, a salsa verde I don't like. It's slimier to me. That might just be in my head, but um, anyway. I also don't eat a ton of I don't eat a ton of salsa anyway because I don't love the texture of tomatoes. Um, anyway, um, so we also learned that Clive had a previous wife who died on a, a, a drowning accident on vacation, um, and then we get was it a wife? Uh, yeah, a wealthy widow. No, maybe not. It was just someone he was with. Um, yeah, but we then Lorraine see us following Jillian and Clive, and this this exchange. I, this is one of my favorite things in the world. He says that he's, she is literally taking he is literally taking her to the bank. What's next? The cleaners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they pound it. That's such a dumb joke. Yeah, it's good though. Um, yeah. Like, they, no, the thing is, as I said, from a TV production standpoint, they had to rig up the drive. They had think about the time because normally you would just start that scene with him walking up to the bank. They had to film this on a street just to do that dumb joke. Anyway, um, so they I go into the bank. It. And um, they start talking to uh, them, and it's very clear that, uh, you know, Jillian is charmed by Sean's charms. Yeah, you know, he is a smooth talker. Um, Mm -hmm. He might dress for shit, but, you know, he's a smooth talker. And, uh, you know, Clive obviously gets involved, and he is like, you know, he basically calls out Sean for his lack of decorum and lack Mm -hmm. of just all the higher class things that he's used to offering these older uh, ladies. Um, and so, yeah, it seems like she's taken with him and Sean notices a ring on her pinky finger. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so he's using that as an in to basically get a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Yes. He says uh, that they could paint the town purple uh, because they're both born in February. I mean, you love to paint the town uh, like off white, right? I like to paint my toilet. Okay, well, I was trying to reference the fact. I Googled. You made me Google October birthstone for nothing. What's my Adam? What is it? I don't know. It's what is opal. It? Opal. That's like a white one? I said, uh, that's why I said you paint the town off white. I, I made the joke already. 
Wait, isn't Opal the one from like um what's it called? Uncut Gems? It might be. I've mostly focused on the stress of that movie, less so the specifics with the gem. Um and Mike Francesa's performance. Um yeah. Back after this is one of the best fucking Twitter accounts. What is that? At oh, back oh, after this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Freya. Yeah. Anyway. Um so Yeah, uh, it's a black opal. Oh, black, black opal. opal. I thought it was a regular opal. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, in the movie, it's a black opal. Yeah. Yeah, um, in the movie. Yeah. You know, Tilda Swinton plays the voice of the auctioneer on the phone in that movie. Yes, anyway, I did know okay. that. Um, and so Sean mentions that his gift is connection. You know, feeling without touching, seeing without seeing, eating without chewing. Um, and then, um, you know, the, the th- they say that he smells like buffalo wings, but is it actually buffalo wings? No, it's actually buffalo wing uh, flavored. Uh, pretzels of Hanover, which is the delicacy Snyder's of, of Hanover. Snyder's of Hanover, sorry. Mm-hmm. Which is delicacy of America. The U- America and, and also Hanover. Hanover. Now I think Hanover this is the first Germany? time they've... What? No, this is no Hanover, Pennsylvania. You know you not do they not sell Snyder's of Hanover? Why you? No, we do. They do. Okay, yeah. It's of oh. I mean maybe but Hanover Germany. is also in Germany. It is, but Honestly, what I'm realizing is I just know this off the top of my head because we are big Snyder's of Hanover family. In fact, we still are because they make gluten-free pretzels. Uh, and they mention on the back that it's from Hanover, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, this is – I'll say this. This is a running joke. I actually don't know if they were a sponsor, but they reference Snyder's of Hanover quite frequently um, going forward. And it's very funny because – and I, I, as a fan of Snyder's of Hanover, they were my pretzel of choice growing up. Um, so – Love a good Snyder's van over. Um, and so they go to, um, oh, so, oh, uh, Jill- Jillian mentions that Eugenia could use some company. And so Gus is going to come along. Sean and Gus enter the restaurant and, you know, Gus is nervous. And uh, Sean says, don't be George Hamilton's reaction when Ashley came to him and said, I think I'll be an actor too. I didn't know who Ashley Hamilton was. Sorry. Um, yeah, I had the same question. Um, yeah. For my first shocking thing to learn was that Ashley's a he. Um, and, uh, oh, I mean, I wasn't surprised about that. I mean, I was, I was surprised given that Ashley's generally a name of a woman. I mean, it's obviously not always, but, um, you know, it's like, mm. at, how many male Ashley's can I name? It's like Ashley Hamilton, Ashley Lily, Ashley, that's it. Ashley Parker Angel. Who's Ashley Parker Angel again? The name sounds familiar. He was in O-Town, I think. Okay. Well, so they arrive and, uh, who... Sorry, I thought that he was from like Orlando for some reason. No. I oh yeah, O Town is from Orlando. O Town's yeah. from Orlando. I mean, I'm not from Orlando, so. Oh, sorry. Really. Their group was named after Orlando, Florida, the city where auditions were held. Well, yeah, that's where the that was Orlando is the boy band capital of the world. In Sync and um, Backstreet Boys are from that form there, both. Um, they would fly people in to try for boy bands. I see. Yeah, Lou Pearlman was a real piece of shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, and so was he like a was he like a sex pest? I think he was a little bit. I think, um, I, but I remember I think of all those bands. I think the only like I know Joy Fatone was from Orlando and Nick Carter was from Tampa, which is why he's wearing a Derek Brooks jersey in the Everybody Backstreets Back music video. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so uh, Jillian gets Sean some cufflinks. I've only worn cufflinks once in my life. Don't really know what the hubbub is about, but do you? Um, yeah, I work for a wedding. Uh, yeah, same. And Eugenia gives uh, Gus half piece of gum, 
Yeah, I don't understand this. She's um, poor. She doesn't have anything to give him. Oh, oh, okay, right. Yes, we find that out later. Yeah. Um, and so clearly and... Jillian's trying to get Eugenia interested in Gus. This is clearly a whole thing that she's not interested in any of these guys. Right, yeah. It's it's She she mentions, like, during this dinner that anyone that she's tried to uh, introduce to Eugenia, like, it's just, it hasn't worked out. Um, and so, you know, uh, Gus is at a loss. He's actually, like flabbergasted that a woman wouldn't be interested to him in mm-hmm. into him um which you know i get it like i would feel probably the same way mm-hmm. exactly and so um they start oh what is that sound so i just like uh my airpod fell out of my ear oh. um and so they noticed that gabe mckinley who was eugenia's date at the beginning is right over there he's uh he's you know at another table and um, Cabernet gets sent over by Clive. He comes over um, and it's talking about being a wine connoisseur. He says, this wine is nutty and shy. And who does that remind uh, um, Sean of? Gus? Exactly. I mean, that's a great joke. I'm sorry. I love that. Um, oh, yeah, because he uh, he pissed his pants. He pissed in the cubby hole. He pissed in the cubby, yeah. Did you ever piss yourself in uh, in school? No, but I shit myself once. I'm glad that I you said it first. Me too. <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, what actually happened was I was in kindergarten. Same. I remember that I farted, and it was a little bit not just a fart. It was only a little bit though, and I cleaned myself up, and they gave me new underwear. But I shouldn't. Talk, no, I skipped the part. I had this thing I did. They gave me new underwear and told me to go into the bathroom, and I forgot to clean myself up afterwards. So I just got those underwear shitty too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was five. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, yeah. It happened the same to me, actually. Yeah. Similar yeah. story. Yeah. So the, the, the teacher wouldn't let me go to the bathroom, so I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Mm. Man, it always sucks. Anyway, so um, I love the bit where Eugenia and uh, Jillian get up and Sean doesn't know that he has to get up. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as, uh, see, I'm someone who I'm not, in my own daily life, I find most things of like, gentlemanlyship, etc., to be kind of annoying and bad. But also, I'm someone who I've succumbed to peer pressure very easily. So I, if I was in any of these situations, I would immediately start acting like Clive Prescott, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, you just, like, you know, um, copy them. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I've been to, like, probably several, like, fancy dinners and stuff, but that's never been something that you had to do. Like, Ever. Now, it does Honestly. remind me of oh, one of my favorite quotes is when Werner Herzog once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. <laughs> Attaboy. Attaboy, what a, Werner. What a king. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, Gabe comes over and it starts talking to Clive. Correct. Yeah, they start talking to each other um, and... Yeah, essentially, um, they start to talk about, or I forgot what he says. He's just like kind of like a snooty bastard. About he mentions everything. that Jillian was off limits. Oh, correct. Yes. And I think that's kind of like the most we get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and then Clive mentions that they're, or no, sorry. Um, they Jillian get back. comes back and she mentions that they're going to go on a business trip to Peru. And this gets Sean's ears ringing because he remembers uh, the previous 
mm-hmm. woman or widow that died in South America. And so, you know, Sean, uh, he takes that as a key to like basically get the hell out of there. So he suggests a change of venue. So the change of venue ends up being the psych office where it's just the four of them just munching on pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gus is like still disturbed that Eugenia has no, she yeah. has, she feels nothing towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sean even if has, he asks, even if he offers like his head for her to rub, mm-hmm. I would rub his head. I'll tell you that much, but I would too. Um, Sean tells, uh, Julian not to go to Peru, not to see Prescott. Um, and then Lassie and Jewel show up and they are very, they're teasing Sean a lot you know, about, you know, wanting to explore his new fetish. They see Gus leading in for a kiss because he thinks that, that Eugenia wants to be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, what happened is that um, that Jillian, they, they're telling her, him that she's a prime suspect because she had access to the scotch. But what Sean points out is that the drink, the Gabardine Hightail, was invented by Prescott, and so therefore he would know what scotch he was going to use anyway. Correct. So, you know, he tells them basically to fuck off while they continue their own investigation. Um, and yeah, Gus joins them and Lassie basically ribs him for getting shut down. Um, and yeah, so, you know, yeah, the ladies leave at some point and Sean thinks that he legitimately has a chance with Jillian. Um, yeah, he says he can imagine where he gets a little frisky, not rounding the bases, but sliding sa- safely in a second. I mean, you know, like, this is, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Less? Yeah. Jean Smart's a good-looking woman. You know? Absolutely. Jean Smart is a, a beautiful woman for, for her age. And I don't just, like, that's a rude thing to say normally, but she's 72 years old. If, on terms of 72-year-old, she looks wonderful. Now, do you know about that? Yeah. I, I think it's still being made. The upcoming movie um, where it's, like, it's her and Andy Samberg where it's that he was, like, f- plays a guy who volunteered to be frozen for, like, 40 years uh, mm-hmm. to as experiment and he gets unfrozen and gene smart plays like his ex at the time who's still like in love with him or i forget exactly what it is but i'm interested mm-hmm. in that um although that's that kind good. of i remember the math doesn't work out because the math implies that andy sandberg is like 30 and as i tweeted and all the time during this presidential election that andy sandberg is older than ron DeSantis. so you know did you know is that? he he is no there are two age things I'd like to point out. It's Andy Samberg is older than Ron DeSantis, and Aubrey Plaza is older than Kendrick Perkins. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. What is this What is this movie? Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a new... I, I don't know if it's actually going to happen still, but I remember it being announced. Gene Smart, Andy Samberg movie. It's called 42.6 Years. Um, you know what? It might not still be coming out because I can't see anything more about it yeah, since 2023 it's going to be directed by craig gillespie which means that it either very much is going to happen or very much isn't going to happen um and i'll mm-hmm. probably like it more than most people um that's how i felt about dumb money anyway um so what they point out though about eugenia is that she smelled like mothballs um and then sean starts to double over though he feels oh was that bad pineapple or maybe someone got into my wine oh and he then says that prescott poisoned him cut to the hospital he was mildly poisoned Correct. And so Gus thinks that like uh, Sean's going to die. So he admits to sleeping with Stacy Whitaker, a girl that Sean had a crush on back in the day. And then the doctor interrupts to tell him that he was mildly poisoned and he's obviously going to live. And Gus clarifies that, that he literally slept with her because he was uh, very pooped. He was very tired. So yeah. 
you know, whatever. And what is what does the doctor tell Sean to lay off of tapioca pudding and raisins? And once again, there's just so many Dooley Hill line readings. That was my tapioca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't, I love raisins on their own. I hate them in anything. I'm else. not a big raisins guy, no matter what. But yeah, I definitely don't love them in a cookie. But anyway, so Papa comes by Henry, and he tells Sean to get out because Lasseter's interviewing both uh, Julian and Clive. Cut to Clive, Jules, and Sean in the interrogation room, and Clive asks, "Have you read Lady Chatterley's Lover?" Because with their corn silk hair, you may stuff right out of its pages. Do you feel trapped emotionally? Do you have a desire to be held? <laughs> yeah, he starts like putting on the whole charade and stuff. And Juliet is very, uh, you know, not smitten, but she's receptive to it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Sean's never read Lady Chatterley. I haven't either, but, um, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he mentions that, like, or she mentions that, like, you know, Clive is more in tune with the uh, the female psyche, and because you saw Sean... all the Emmanuel movies, which is a reference I didn't get. Oh, it's like porn it movies. It's I got I movies. I got that from the context, just based on you know what they were yeah. talking about. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, Lassie lets Clive go, um, and you know, on his way out, he recognizes Henry. Henry's like out there on his clipboard. Um, and apparently Henry at some point was in the seminar and he he wasn't kicked out, but he was invited to leave, which you know means he was kicked out. We get a great a great bit where Sean says, Oh dad, this is too good, this is too rich. And then he gives one last oh my god, rest in peace to Matthew Perry as Chandler Bang. Oh my god. Um Yes. He yeah. does do that. Is it long enough after his death for me to point out again that Friends is not that good of a show? Anyway, so we learned that Prescott was dating someone named Harriet Feinstadt. And uh, she died when they were seeing each other. And a month later, the, her business went belly up. So, you know, Sean, Henry suggests that Sean wait, lay back, and see how this develops before he go in for the kill. Correct. You know, he's taking the more level-headed measure. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Clive's class, and he's talking to his students, his prospective uh, fellow gentlemen. And, uh, you know, Sean is there, and Sean and Gus are there, and they, you know, interrupt. And Sean accuses of a murder, and he asks about Harriet. And that's when we find out that Harriet had cancer, and, uh, you know, Clive was there at her side for months. Um, and that's not his fault that her sons took the money and ran the company to the ground. So well, what, the, what, kind of, what about the lady in South America? Oh, yeah. She was killed by a stingray. Um, so do you think I win. hire a, st- a stingray? And I love the, this next bit where Gus says, what do you do when a woman old and he rejects you? A little quorum, Gus. You just accuse her of death by a stingray. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God, I don't um, remember everyone so, died by stingray, though. That was, wi- that was so wild. That's so wild. really, yeah, crazy. There was a bit, did I ever tell you the bit, which is not a good bit at all, where one day me and my brothers and our good friend, Miles Springthorpe, just did a bit where we acted as if we were meeting Bindi Irwin, but we had we from had a Australian accent. The the joke somehow was like we didn't know what to say to her and we're making small talk as Bindi Irwin heard your father died. <laughs> that was the whole thing. We just as like, you know, your mother, Terry Irwin. <laughs> That's a terrible That's, bit. It's a but it's one of those bits, and I know this because I was there. It was in the moment. It was one of the funniest things. You <laughs> just the idea of be father died. Anyway, I hope she. I hope she's doing well. Her and her brother are doing TikToks about animals now. Good for them. Um, 
And so Jillian was <laughs> off. They brings up that Jillian's off limits. Why was Jillian off limits? Because, unfortunately, this gentleman, Clive, is flat out in love with her. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, he didn't want anyone else to get involved with her. Yes. So he walks away. Then Sean and Gus are talking with him. Sean hands him a note, and it's signed Sean Spencer. He didn't have spell check. <laughs> um, he's like, you have, you need spell check for your own name. Like, look, this is a John Michael Higgins just kills. John Michael Higgins might be like the best wasp, one of the best wasps we have. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so yeah. great. I mean, even in Community, you, did you ever watch Community? I forget. I watched like five episodes. He plays a, an accounting professor who acts like Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society, and he's great at that. Mm. Um, anyway. Uh, but we learn that she he is go, just going to propose to uh, Jillian, which I feel like is a bit rash, given that they never really dated. But he's asking Eugenia for tea for some advice. And um, mm-hmm. we learn here that she's practically penniless. Correct. Jillian takes care of her. We start to like get a little bit of the context between, be, behind like some of the comments that Jillian had previously made. And so Sean deduces right now, Gabe was dating Eugenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he realized that she was penniless. Um, so that's why he broke up with her. And then, you know, his friend, uh, Lance, mm-hmm. uh, he ended up scoring the big fish, which was Jillian. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the theory right now is going, is that Gabe pointed his friend and then tried to do the same with Sean once he saw that he was getting close to, mm-hmm. uh, Jillian. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, um, we then are like, okay, he's, he was, they go to try to find him. He's in a uh, some type of gym. He's dead, but he's dead in a steam room. Unfortunately, uh, he's drinking what looks like Powerade. Um, yeah. No, it's vitamin water. Vitamin water. Sorry, you're right. You're right. For some reason, I wrote Powerade, mm-hmm. even though my mind was saying vitamin water. Yeah, and so they go through his possessions and they find out that he had cufflinks. Uh, Lance had cufflinks. Uh, Sean was gifted cufflinks. So everything is looking like uh, Jillian was uh, possibly behind it. Because Gabe was having an affair with Jillian, Lance was dating Jillian, and Sean was on the precipice of dating Jillian, yes. and they were all poisoned in some way. So, uh, but you know, news comes in from Jules. Correct. Yeah, naphthalene is the main poison, and mm-hmm. that's like I guess the main ingredient in mothballs. I don't know. I'm not a chemist. I went to fucking art school. Don't look at me. Um, yeah, same. Well, I didn't go to art school. You didn't go to art school. But what do you have? You have, you have a degree in like English, right? I forget. I should know that. I apologize. Poli sci. Mm. So that, that's where you have uh, science with like a bunch of different people and not exclusively, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, the implication here is like Gus remembers that Eugenia smelled like mothballs. So did Eugenia poison everybody? Um, and we found out earlier that Eugenia or Prescott was going to go to meet with Eugenia for tea because uh, he needed some advice on how to like propose to Jillian. So he's next to be dead, essentially. So they go over to this like uh, country club kind of thing. It's a swanky place, but they can't get up there obviously because there's a car accident. Um, and so Sean and Gus run up a hill, a little Kate Bush action, and uh, they rush in, <laughs> nice. and they can't get in because they have because um, much like uh, the Catherine Zeta Jones, Aaron Eckhart rom com, they have no reservations, um, and they also don't have the right dress code. And so they try to get in, but then of course last Jules get in with guns and they come in. And just as Clive's about to drink poison tea, Sean tells him not to drink it. 
And apparently she's mm-hmm. not like she's not a lady. She's a murderess and a lesbian. Which I'll say this for like 2000. What year did this come out? 2010. He says lesbian with a little bit too much vibe. I don't like it's implied yeah. that's as bad as her being a murderess. And like that, we're Correct. past that. I mean, come on, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And so what we find out the motivation was is that Jillian. I mean, sorry, my Jillian, dad had uh, had lesbian friends by the time the 2010 rolled around. What are we doing? Yeah. Eugenia was penniless, as we found out. So essentially, Jillian was like her lifeline. So mm-hmm. if she were to get married or like to be with anybody, like that would probably be the end of her uh, situation. Um, so, you know, uh, we find out, or sorry, we had previously found out that Jillian's husband died mm-hmm. and Sean suspects it's because Eugenia actually killed him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this point, we, Gus shouldn't take it personally. He never had a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jillian, uh, sorry, not Jillian, um, Eugenia basically admits that she, you know, that Jillian always chose the wrong man and she thought that they would be living out their own, their like last days together. And she was just protecting her and she basically admits to killing all these fellas. So she gets, it was, a, I, it was, this was a surprising, I, even though I knew I can submit to IMDb trivia, so it's not really that surprising, but there was an IMDb trivia. So, which is not so much trivia and just an interesting thing to point out, which is that this really, this has basically the exact same plot of the film. So I married an ex murderer, um, where there's someone who relies on like the financial and emotional support of a woman and keeps murdering different people that she's interested in or going to marry. So she doesn't, she was shattered herself. Um, Anyway. You know, I saw that movie when I was younger, and I just don't remember it at all. I saw it like a year ago. It's pretty good. I think that there's some of the Mike Myers stuff is funny, but I also think that actually probably be better if it was just like a regular the slam comic poetry. Actor. Yeah, this, but like parts of it, it's like this. It's like it's one of those movies that's like at odds with itself because it's a pretty like easy to understand, Not easy to understand, but like regular comedy movie pre- premise. But then occasionally Mike Myers is playing two characters in a scene, yelling in a Scottish accent. You know what I mean? Um... It's weird. Oh, because he plays his dad, right? He does, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we cut to um, Clive is telling everybody he's going on his honeymoon and see so there's guest speakers. And the first one is Sean, who, um, you know, does a little... Honestly, this scene is kind of nothing. He basically just makes yeah. sure how he wishes he wasn't his dad's son. Um, and uh, then we cut to the more the more important ending scene, where Gus goes mm-hmm. to the Bing, and who's, who's, who, who's he got to see? Yeah, she, he goes to the clink and he's there to see Eugenia. Mm-hmm. He needs validation in some sense. He's like, you know, you know, I, I get that you are a certain way, but like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she mentions that she's in jail for three murders. Mm-hmm. And would she feel, would Gus feel better if she had tried to kill him? And, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of gives it a mm-hmm. yes, like he would feel better. And she then just tells him to go meet a nice girl and never come back. Yes. And so that's the end of the episode. What do you give it out of 10? I gave it an 8. I gave it an 8.5. I'm living my truth. I feel like we all get used to just say, like, it makes me feel good. There's a lot of lines I think about a lot. Like, did this episode just play more in reruns? Probably. But I think about a lot of these scenes a lot. I love Clive Prescott. He's a great character. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Where can people find you on Twitter, Andre? Find me at Andre Barrera. And you can find me at the J. Christie. Please review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and tune in next time as we talk about Sean and Gus and Drag Racing. <laughs>